When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Judd has adjusted the lighting, changed the temperature, and I think they're ready to rock. And not even Judd can buzzkill that wild performance last night. Dude, wasn't, eight that, goals wasn't that something, night. Judd? Oh, it was fantastic. Yo's gang gave up on him long ago. Yeah. Weeks ago. Yeah. Standard practice. Yeah. Seen this act before. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? moment from last night's wild game that probably made Mike Yo want to throw up. Stahl, rebound, they score, Stahl! Lead pass for Stahl, he's right in, scores! What a pass, hit the goalpost, and another goalpost, he scores! Now he's got it! Bring those hats back! from last night's wild game that made Mike Yo want to toss his cookies. Nico Poibu, just his fourth goal of the last 22 games. He's shooting a lot more, though, and he sure did right there. Right in front of the score, pounded out of the air. Granlin, 3-1. All right, let's play a game here, Judd Zolgad. What a night when Miko scores a goal. Yes. Uh, and, oh, first of all, that Granlin goal where it bounced off right, like he kind of elbows it and swings yep. like, a, like a baseball player. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play a game called, is this a Mike Yo soundbite from last night as coach of the Blues mm-hmm. or a Mike Yo soundbite from his days with the Wild as a team quits on him, which okay. has now happened at two different spots. All right. All right you ready? Uh-huh. Okay. The level of play of some players needs to come up. It's that simple. Um, too many guys right now that aren't giving us a chance to win hockey games. This is a team game. Um, there's actually a number of guys that I really like the effort and what they gave us tonight. And um, we'll make sure that those guys continue doing that. And then and then uh, <laughs> we'll make decisions after that as far as who wants to play and who wants to be in the lineup. All right, is that Mike Yo talking about the Blues quitting on him or the Wild quitting on him from uh, a number of years oh, ago? It sounds so familiar. It feels like I've heard it before and I didn't go to his press conference last night. Uh, nonetheless, I am going to say that is uh, Blue Yosey. Yes, yes. All right, what about what about this one here? I'm going to try to pretend like that was good enough. That's for sure. Okay, was that yo frustrated? Oh, I feel like I was at that one. I am going to say Wild Yosey. Yes, you know your Yosey. Uh, I, right. I, know, I know my Yosey right. tones. What yes. about this one? Is this Mike Yo uh, angry at the Blues or angry at the Wild from a few years ago? Well, I think the first period you could see that we had no pace to our game. We weren't uh, we weren't able to execute against a team that was pressuring us hard, and, uh, and they played well, and we played poorly, and that's how you explain it. Oh, that's definitely a Yosey who just watched Zach and uh, Suits play. But with but on which bench? Wild Yosey. Yes. It's a matter of of pride, as far as I'm concerned. About not you, you give up eight goals. Come on, we've given that's up. Pretty oh, well, obvious. Yeah, yeah. Now we know that's sixteen lost. in the last three games. Uh, we've always been one of the top defensive teams. The the, the turnovers that we have and um, the lack of respect that we have for our goaltenders and for the game of hockey um, that's ridiculous. And and. <laughs> We have guys that, that aren't scoring and aren't contributing offensively and are not showing nearly enough uh, as far as what they want to bring to the table in terms of uh, playing for their teammates and defending and being hard to play against. How many bits can we dust off in, in a three-minute span? It's time for Mike Yo Job Watch 2015. <laughs> 
still fitting. Oh, my God. It's entirely fitting. Yeah, it, keep in mind, when Yosi got blown out by uh, by Fletch uh, a couple years ago in the game before Valentine's Day, I looked it up today. I believe that game was only a 4-2 loss to the Boston Bruins. And so last night was much worse, leading me to this question. Has a coach or manager in any sport ever been fired twice in the same building? Wow. Because I thought there might be a fighting chance that uh, Doug Armstrong, the GM of the Blues, might go downstairs and be like, you know, Mike, uh, do you still got that place in Woodbury? Because if you <laughs> do, make it easy for you. If you do, you might want to just go home to that place and we'll just fly back to St. Louis. I'll call you tomorrow. We'll we'll check up. But, uh, yeah, that was an impressive performance by the Wild, by that Eric Stahl line, which continues to play great. And uh, the St. Louis Blues, who, by the way, got off to a 10-2-1 start. St. Louis Blues were 10-2-1 in early November. They have uh, they have done what the Wild had did to Yosey a few times, and that's a, you know what, Coach, we're pretty much done yeah. with the season. Uh, I hate to be Buzz Killington here, but yeah. timing is uh, is funny in sports sometimes. So the Wild in a five-game playoff series against St. Louis last April mm-hmm. collected 182 shots on goal. That's just the shots on goal. They also tilted the ice in total shots that were either missed or blocked or whatever, but just shots on goal. 182 in five games, they only scored nine times. Mm-hmm. And that includes some overtime periods, too. So they only scored nine times in five-plus games when you account for overtime. Mm-hmm. They scored eight on 33 shots on goal last night. Jake Allen was a brick wall that you couldn't budge in five games last April. Yep. He played for like 40 minutes and didn't come out for the second period last night. Jake, you know, t- could have used a couple of those last Jake April. Al- Jake Allen is the definition of why goaltenders drive coaches to insane asylums. Jake Allen a year ago, um, this might have been before Yo actually took over for Ken Hitchcock, but Jake Allen was playing so poorly at one point last season that they sent him home. From a road trip. I think they had a week road trip and they said, go home. You're playing so poorly. Go home. Sit in a rubber room. Do whatever you, you need to do and and clear your mind. He came back in the playoffs and was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Last night he lasted one period and he's back to being the guy that you would like to send yeah. home. This is, But goaltending goal will drive you nuts. So uh, so what do you make of this combination here, the stall line? Uh, he He's up to 33 goals on the season. Yes, he is. He's top, is it top three in total goals in the NHL right now? Maybe fourth, but... I believe he's tied for fourth uh, with the Kucherov of Tampa Bay with 33 goals. But now. he's like, he's climbing the charts among the most valuable players in the league. This is this is one of his best seasons of all time. His I don't think he's going to get to his career high which I think is 45, somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. early in his career. But mm-hmm. what a season. What do you make of this line? How long can this last? Um, let's see here. So they, they were put together last Friday against the Rangers. And in that game, Granlin, Stahl, and Zucker had four goals and five assists in that game. Against the Sharks on Sunday, they only had a goal and two assists, but looked really good. And then last night, a ridiculous six goals and eight assists combined. They were on the ice for there were there was a member or two of that line on the ice for seven of the eight goals that this team scored. And in those uh, three games, they have a combined forty-one shots on goal. Yeah, that's active. It has been <laughs> now. Now he, here's the thing I like the most: Zucker is is just streaky, so he's going to go through periods where he's going to score a bunch of goals and get a bunch of points, and then he's going to come back and cool off. The thing I like the most, though, is Stahl, what Stahl is doing is he is getting the most from Granlund. Granlund's the one guy who you consistently say, there's always more there. There's always, And in the last three games, Granlund, I looked this up last night. I want to say going into the Ranger game on Friday night, he hadn't scored a goal in 11 games. And I believe in all of February, he had something like five assists, and that was it. Yeah. Since then, he's got uh, four goals and four assists. So the thing I like the most is Stahl's playing great. But he's got Granlund being back to where Granlund should be, which is, if not a dominant player on a nightly basis, he should be one of the best players for you on a consistent basis because he's that talented. Ding, ding. As the foremost hockey expert in the state, this is very difficult for me to say. But, like my college and human counterpart Judd, I, Judd Bott, may have misjudged Eric Stahl. It's possible that bringing him to Minnesota may have been less dumb than I initially thought. After 33 goals and a hat-trick last night, perhaps there is still a little left in the tank. But I am not ready to concede my position just yet. 
the jury is still out. Wow, the, ju- wow, ju- the Judbot 3000 says that maybe it's a little less dumb that they brought Eric Stahl to town, huh? I thought that ju- I am Judbot. That's very good. I'm shocked. I thought the Judbot. I'm still not ready to concede that I, Eric Stahl no, is really good at hockey, no, though. I showed up up here today fully expecting that the Judbot had watched last night's game very closely and was going to attack the play of one Matthew Dumba. I really thought, because Dumba had a terrible night. He was absolutely awful. You know, I thought you, the you bot know, you, would look at that. The, Dumba tried to tried to give up at least two goals. I think he gave up one. And then, it, it, no, in fact, he was on the ice for two goals against. And if you saw the, the one, I believe it was four on four early in the second period, he damn near killed his goaltender. I thought the bot certainly was going was to talk about Dumba. Good for John. Well, you know, you know, you can't give up three game, three goals like that on only what twenty five shots. I mean, that's not yeah. a winning formula. You know, it's nice that you scored eight, but you can't give up three. I mean, that's Judd the Judbot was uh, Judbot was uh, was watching intently though last night. Congratulations to the Wild on scoring eight goals last night and a win over the Blues. But do you know when eight goals really would have helped against St. Louis? I will tell you. The answer is this. In the playoffs, last year, the same group of dogs scored eight goals in five full games while getting knocked out of the first round. Remember that? Eight goals in a game is great, but find some consistency, you clowns. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't help himself, could he? He's right. Never mind. I agree with the Judbot. Never mind. Well, I mean, what, you lose, what, three one-goal games in the playoffs? Was it three, or was it all four that they lost? Well, they lost the game? last one. I got one. them right here. Yeah, I think it was three. I think it was the first three they, all one-goal games. Uh, it was two to one, two to one, three to one, and then they won two to nothing and then lost in overtime four to three okay. yeah. in the clincher. There you go. He's not wrong. It would have been nice yeah. to save a couple. He didn't need all eight last night. He could have used a couple in game two, for God's sake. That St. Louis team, though, in April of last season was, uh, shall we say, engaged in the proceedings. I don't think they were nearly as engaged in the proceedings last night. And now a moment from last night's wild game that probably made Mike Yo want to throw up. Uh, since we're dusting off old Mike Yo bits mm-hmm. in honor of the Blues quitting on him last night, mm-hmm. uh, Dave <laughs> Dave found this one that borders on train wrecky, but sort of like delicious at the same time. Uh, the uh, Mike Yo help hotline. This is from like oh. four years ago. Yeah, okay. maybe three years ago. Let's see what this is all. Let's dust this one off. Hello, you've reached the Mike Yo hockey coaching help hotline. Please listen carefully to the following options. If you need help sparking your team during a losing streak, press 1. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know about that. Let's see what no. the other options right, are. Good. If you need help benching a struggling veteran forward, press 2. Heatley this yeah, is good. Heatley is abysmal. Something has to be done here, All right? right? Let's, let's, let's option 2. Repress it. Yeah. We're sorry. The Mike Yo coaching hotline is not familiar with the concept of benching struggling veteran forwards. To go back to the main menu... Please press 1. Uh, Why am I not surprised by that? Okay. Uh, Should we just go back to... Go back. Okay. Welcome to the Mike Yo Coaching Help Hotline. If you need help sparking your team during a losing streak, press 1. Let's just try that. Yeah, Yeah, might as well. You've chosen to spark your team during a losing streak. Listen carefully to the following options. If you're interested in shuffling lines, press 1. Okay. Well, let's see what that the other. Could op- be good. Let's see what the other option. That are. could be a good option. If you're interested in panicking at the post-game press conference, press two. I don't think we want that one, do we? But he, Mike Yo, does that. A lot. I know he does, but let's see. If you're interested in being in denial at the post-game press conference, press three. What do you think? To listen to these options again, please stay on the line. I guess if if those are the only th- that's. Those are the only three options when your team's not. Well, I think after what we saw last night, it might be time for one. I mean, they got to get the on ice product turned around. I guess if shuffling lines is all we can do, let's let's yeah, let's press one. You've chosen to shuffle lines. 
the Mike Yo Coaching Help Hotline recommends shuffling lines as much as possible. But remember, never, ever take your less skilled veteran captain off the first team power play unit. Also, make sure your fourth line has plenty of grit, even if it means benching skilled players when your team's biggest problem is scoring goals. Uh, that wasn't helpful at all. But why am I not surprised that came from the Mike Yo Coaching Hotline, Phil? <laughs> Thank you for calling the Mike Yo Coaching Help Hotline. What a bunch of crap yeah, that, that was. Completely useless. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. Uh, Mike Probably Yo. for good reason. Welcome back to Minnesota, Mike Yo. The level of play of some players needs to come up. It's that simple. Um, too many guys right now that aren't giving us a chance to win hockey games. This is a team game. Um, there's actually a number of guys that I really like the effort and what they gave us tonight. And um, we'll make sure that those guys continue doing that. And then and then uh, we'll make decisions after that as far as who wants to play and who wants to be in the lineup. Uh, when we come back, and by the way, <laughs> phone lines can be open the whole hour. Poor Mike Yell. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. We have some more uh, Vikings reckless quarterback speculation from someone very plugged in. We'll play you an audio bite. But uh, we're sitting here in the TCL broadcast studios staring at a 55-inch 4K picture quality built-in Roku device TCL TV. It's America's fastest-growing TV brand for a reason, getting rave reviews across multiple top publications, uh, CNET, USA Today, you name it. People are raving about this TV for a reason. It's the best picture quality you're going to find. If you're a sports fan, too, uh, try watching golf or spring training baseball and just watch the colors and watch everything pop out at you. It's almost like you're looking through a window instead of a TV. That's how I would describe it. And with the built-in Roku device, you get access to 4,000-plus streaming channels, many of them sports. And uh, actually, you know what? This is good because you can stream Big Ten Network on the Roku device. So... You know, if you're Judd and you want to uh, find a spot to watch college hockey this week, you can do that. You might have to, uh, you know, subscribe because, you know, that's a whole other topic about Big Ten Network. But anyways, the Roku device that's built into the TCL TV gives you access to all kinds of entertainment options. America's fastest growing TV brand, TCL, in the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd are back. Here it is. On 1500 ESPN. That, that was was a reference to the fact that Stahl was originally credited with the wild second goal last night, and so the, the breakaway goal in the third period w- would have been the hat trick, but they had changed the goal. But fans didn't pay attention when, when they announced that they had changed the goal, so his second goal was then he, he was serenaded with hats being thrown on, on the ice. Yeah. So a lot of people lost their hats in goal number two, and then for goal three... It, it, you know, he got the, the hat trick thereafter. It was genius. So. They had a they had a graphic up on the big screen too uh, when the hat trick was official. Fifteen percent off hats at the Wild Shop. That's down their the deal. Yeah, that's their deal. Six five one six four six eight two five five. We Adam Schefter had a couple things to say that we can tell you about the Vikings quarterback situation from Golik and Wingo this morning. But let's go to uh, Dave. You're on the show, Dave. Good morning, Dave. After the Wild lost Arizona, you two idiots are ranting and raving on the Wild. Uh, it's over. The window is closed. Tear it down. The great Judd Zolgut said, trade Eric Stahl. You guys are a couple of hockey idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. Woo! I miss Dave. I miss Dave. Dave Dave waited on hold the entire first segment to deliver that 15-second punch. Do you remember when Dave... I agree with you on Stahl, by the way. Do you remember when Dave got a lot called more. last year and completely torched me, which was an outstanding call, and then he called back, I think, the next week to apologize? To, and then to torch me. Yeah. I wonder if Dave is going to call back next week now to apologize for that call. Well, so here's my question to Dave. Do we Are we able to capture Dave's phone number so we can call him when the Wild inevitably buzz kills in the first or second round? I mean, that was a fun game last night. With a but the, but the, the question isn't, can they win a regular season game and look great for a month stretch? The question is, after six years, can they do this in long form starting in the middle of April, right? Yeah, so, that was yeah. super fun last night. Yeah, and, and that's one of the most, of late. That's yes. one of the most fun games since Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter signed here. 
I mean, they and the fact that Mike Yo was on the other bench. Not that Wild fans hate Mike Yo. I think I think he's more of an endearing figure. I don't think people blame him for uh, much of the last five years' playoff failures. But you know, that was that was one of the most fun regular season games we've watched in the five and a half year Parisi Suter era. But the elephant in the room remains, and so you can call in and torch Judd and torch us for being wrong on the Wild. But ultimately, nobody will be proven right or wrong until. The middle of April. Yeah. That's when it, that's when the meaningful season starts for this franchise. And and this franchise, whether it be under Boudreaux last year or Yo a previous to that or Torch, this franchise has gotten hot before. They've gone on. This stretch is not unprecedented. They've gone on long stretches of playing really well, and that's why my frustration with this team was born out of that. It was born from the fact that I believe it was four years ago, four, three or four years ago. This team was playing great. I want to say it was probably a December run again. And I sat down and I wrote, believe in this team. This team is giving you every... There's nothing about this team now that that makes you question them. And I believe by February, they had gone into a complete tailspin. So the frustration about this team, if they were just consistently bad all the time, I think we'd all bail. But they're not. So so the streak that they're in now is all well and good, and, and it's yeah. a little and it, it's a little bit out of place as far as timing goes, perhaps. But that being said, we've seen this before, right? I think uh, this this goes back to our our rules about sports fan elation. That there's there's championship happiness as a sports fan. There's unexpected success and the happiness you feel when holy crap, the Vikings with a backup quarterback are going to maybe get a you know a first round buy. There's the, there's unexpected success. And then there's that middle ground where you're past the unexpected or honeymoon phase of of your run. And that was probably after the first couple of years. Hey, getting in five and a half years ago was the main goal or whatever, six years ago. And then, okay, the next year, get in and maybe advance. But at some point, it turns to win a championship or there's no longer any reason to be happy at the end of a season. That's the, that's the zone the Wild are in right now where – I guess you could make a case for getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, but is was, there really like is there any result other than getting to the Stanley Cup Finals that would make you feel great now that you're six years into this run with a bunch of you know high priced and veteran guys on your roster? I, I think the answer is no. I think the appropriate way, if you are a Wild fan and you're truthful with yourself about it, I think the appropriate term is jaded. You're jaded. Because you've seen what you saw last night, you've seen before. And and you've seen them win playoff series, and so I don't know if a Stanley Cup championship at this point um, is what's completely necessary. But that being said, I think a long playoff run is certainly what would be necessary. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I was just pointing to you. Look at the look at the background of this. Uh, we're watching John oh, Green v- right now. Vikings high ranking Vikings <laughs> official. <laughs> High-ranking Vikings officials in the background behind John Gruden right now on, uh, on ESPN. I wondered what you're pointing at. <laughs> so anyways, uh, speaking of the Combine, Adam Schefter was on Golik and Wingo this morning. Then they just made fun of him for two hours because he was so salty. Mm-hmm. They kept asking him all these reckless speculation questions. Reckless speculation! About quarterbacks, and they got to the Vikings. So they asked him about, and it was kind of a leading question by Trey Wingo. Hey, sounds like they're going to be all in for Case Keenum. Or for uh, for Kirk Cousins because they're not going to franchise Case Keenum, and it sounds like they might be out on Bridgewater. What's going on with the Vikings quarterback situation? And here's what salty Adam Schefter had to say about what the Vikings may or may not be doing. Teddy Bridgewater. It's not that they're letting him go. I, I think the Vikings want Teddy Bridgewater back, and we'll see how that happens. But his health is not exactly where a lot of people want it to be. Uh, we'll see how the free agent market shakes out. I, I still think there's a decent chance that Teddy Bridgewater goes back to Minnesota, and Case Keenum again. Uh, they have to figure out what's going to be going on with Kirk Cousins. Maybe they use the transition tag on Case Keenum at a cheaper number that invites another team to go sign him to an offer. Like, again, we're, we're rushing to answers when I don't know what the rush is, and there's a lot that still is going to play out. We, we, we don't have clarity. We don't have definition. We don't have answers. We could speculate on these things. And, yes, I do think – the Vikings will be involved in Kirk Cousins. And if we're going to look at the Kirk Cousins situation, I think this is the way it boils down. I think the New York Jets will be the most aggressive team out there for Kirk Cousins. I think the Vikings offer him the best overall situation. And I think the Broncos will be involved. And I think those are the three teams, to me, that are 
right in the thick of the Kirk Cousins derby. Now, what he wants and what he's looking for, um, the way that I know him, he, he's going to want to be in a situation where he could win and where he's going to be the guy and where people can count on him. And so you tell me, when you look at those situations, which you think is the best one. Well, but, I, again, I think the Jets will be most aggressive. The Vikings probably offer the best overall situation. But how competitive are they going to be compared to a team like the New York Jets? You know, what if the Jets, let's just make this up, $30 million a year, and the Vikings are at $24 million a year, and it's a five-year contract. Is that enough to sway Kirk Cousins' mind, or he doesn't care? I don't know the answer. No one knows the answer. Okay. Before we talk about what uh, Shefty said there, can I point out the hypocrisy of him trying to slow people's role on National Football League speculation, seeing seeing as how most of his life is dealing in exactly that and well, fueling that very thing? Isn't he the uh, the cliched straw that stirs the speculation that's drink my, in the NFL? That's exactly my point. Right? I mean, he he's literally it. like he's the he and then ten other guys, Ian Rappaport and our buddy Tom Pelissero is part of this. Where and I'm not even ripping them. Like this, it makes it fun. Yeah, that you're you're. But that's what you're you like do. The pigeon that carries information from executives to fans over to this agent back to fans, and that's what you're. That's what you do. Yeah. You go. You go to the gas leak and, and light a match. Yes. On a daily basis. But right yeah. now, damn it, everybody's slow down. Yeah. So if let's take his hypothetical scenario there. If the Jets offer thirty million dollars a year, which would make Kirk Cousins' average annual value the highest paid quarterback in the league by two and a half million dollars. If the let's say the Jets offer thirty million and the Vikings come in and say, all right, we got to show some restraint here. We're going to make you incredibly highly paid. You're going to be one of the five highest paid quarterbacks in the league. But we got to draw a line in the sand because we want to keep. Stefan Diggs, we want to keep Eric Kendricks, $24 million. Let's just take Schefter's scenario. Mm-hmm. To me, and I've never made millions and millions of dollars like Kirk Cousins had, I'm 100 times out of 100 choosing the Vikings. Because the difference between $24 million and $30 million, to me, doesn't matter. If you're going to pay me like $100 plus million dollars over the next few years and $24 million a year... And the other option is more money, but a team that has zero chance of doing anything. They're like the Jets haven't done anything in decades. You're gonna you have a chance to win a Super Bowl with the Vikings and make twenty four million dollars. And again, that's a made up number. Um, it's a no brainer for me. And a no brainer. We disagree here. I think if it's that much, I, I think if the discrepancy is five million or more dollars, I think he goes to the Jets. Okay. I think but, if it's but, I think if it's within a couple, he would come here. But what, but, would, what would you do though? Would you take the like? And you and I are sitting in a position where it's a bit, we're not making millions of dollars. So if you're offering me 24, I'll take the 24 and play for. A I good would team. take the 30. I I would really? go. I would go to to the Jets, and here's part of why. So you can buy an extra. I would have home. I I would have the internal confidence and cockiness in myself to say that this team has not won in a long, long time. Well, the Vikings, but are. but 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 they're offering me six million more, and I can go to New York, and I can be a hero there. I think if it's that, I think if the difference is that much, he goes to the Jets. I think if it's a couple, he comes here. Hey, Dave. All right, would you? If somebody offered you right now, you are Kirk Cousins. You can you can make thirty million dollars with the crappy Jets, and let's face it, you're probably not going to win much. Or yeah. you can make twenty four million dollars to play for the Vikings. If it's Dave Harrigan inside Kirk Cousins' cleats, I know what Dave. What does do. Dave Harrigan do? We call it a, the same time on a deal, five years each place. Yep, you just make instead of making, uh, and let's say that you f- you fill out the whole contract. So instead of making one hundred fifty million dollars over five years, mm-hmm. uh, you make like one hundred twenty million dollars. Boy, I'd like to think I'd choose the Minnesota Vikings because winning uh, means so Dave, much. You're Dave Harrigan. Keep I, this in mind. I am pretty much a cheap ass, so I think I'd go for the. But 30. you're still gonna make. $24 million. Yeah, but, part, but part of this also... What's, like, what's the part, difference wait, 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 at that point? But part of this also comes down to the fact that in a league where getting guaranteed cash is difficult and where the Players Association is incredibly weak, if you pass on that and take less, the, the owners get more power then because you're passing on $6 million more dollars. So, okay, but, but, so but you're that trying money to goes set, to other players. But, like but the, the owners my, don't pocket my, that money. But my, my point is that Cousins can set a new market now. For one position. He's yeah, not, but he's it's still not, quarterback. But Judd, he's not setting a new market for the players. The players are still making the same money as a collective. 
he would just be but taking more passing, of that money. But, but he's passing up $6 million more million. That's a lot to pass up. The, players, asso- the, play- the players Association is going to look at you sideways and say, are you absolutely crazy? If it's a couple million, I could see it. It is a lot. And if, if Kirk Cousins does say, hey, I want to take the 30 versus the 24, if the numbers are, those are your numbers thrown out, you can also just tell yourself, hey, NFL turnover the way it is. Teams that are good one year are awful the next year. Teams that are awful are good. So, hey, you know, the Jets don't have that much worse of a chance at making the playoffs over my time there than the Vikings. Sure. And do. I guess the other way that, and this is, you know, we, we just disagree. I, if if it were me, $24 million is enough to, to put some food on the table. Not for me. For, like, a whole you continent never, of people. Can never have enough. my family. Right. Never have enough. Yeah, Sprelo would turn it down, too. <laughs> I would look at it this way. Like, so Kobe Bryant signed that contract after his, I think it was after the Achilles surgery, it was a two-year deal in his late 30s for $48 million in a salary cap league, thus making the Lakers terrible, and they're still terrible right now because he wasn't good anymore, and he decided, I'm going to get mine. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a salary cap league, and so you have to be mindful of what the rest of the roster looks like. I'd rather take the 24 on a good team so that they can remain good for the duration of my contract. Imagine taking 30 on a team that already sucks What's the what's the chances that they're going to be able to build back up? That's more of the Brady thing, though. When when once you've been there for a long time and, and you're in cahoots, basically with the team, this is an open market situation in which you're shopping your services and you're talking about turning down a substantial amount more when you don't yet have that that necessary relationship with the team. I think that makes a difference. The Brady thing makes perfect sense because he's been been there for a long time, and we all know that uh, that. Below the table, he has certainly been given enough extra cash, I'm sure, that we don't know about. Well, let's keep that hypothetical that, that Schefter threw out on the table. Let's say the Jets offer $30 million a year and the Vikings offer $24 million a year because they want to be responsible. If you were Kirk Cousins, would you go play for the Jets and take more money, or would you play for the Vikings? Uh, 651-646-8255. Also, we can get to this. How many quarterbacks... Would you say current NFL quarterbacks are definitively better than Kirk Cousins? Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Mackie and Judd. Does that feel good? Yeah. They're both verbs. Awesome. On 1500 ESPN. You like that? You like that? (laughs) You like that? You like that? That's how I envision their conversation going after they sign the contract. What's that? Kirk Cousins signs the contract, looks over at Rick Spielman. You like that? You like that? Spielman just ogles back at him. <laughs> yes. And just goes back and forth for creepy. like an hour. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, so we disagree. You would take more money. You and Dave would take, if it, and this is the hypothetical that Adam Schefter threw out this morning, if, if the Jets and the Vikings are the two main teams in it, and the Jets are just a putrid organization, mm-hmm. the Vikings' fault is they can't find a quarterback, but they're always on a regular basis, either in the playoffs, winning divisions, or flirting with contention. Uh, it's one of the more winning franchises in NFL history that just hasn't won the Super Bowl yet. So would you take $30 million a year and play for the putrid Jets, or would you take $24 million a year and have a chance to win a Super Bowl with the Vikings? 651-646-8255. John's on the show. What's up, John? Hi, guys. Um so I'm a hypothetical starting quarterback in the NFL and I have, and to be so I've got to have a pretty big ego, meaning that I'm, you know, I, I have the ego of, I can turn this thing around. So what do I do? I go to the jets with the mindset that, you know, I'm the missing link. I'm the missing piece and I can turn this thing around. I mean, and I think that most professional athletes are like that, that they have the, ego to think that they're the difference maker and i you know i don't know if Kurt, i don't know if cousins is like that but i i think that's a lot you know partially the uh the numbers game but i also think that that's why they go for the bigger contracts all the time uh and ego is right everything with this 100 percent. because if you stripped away ego it would make no sense to take up 30 million dollars with 52 other guys on the roster, and the cap is like, what, 150, 160 I still, million? I still think when, when you say that, though, you're selling the business aspect short, which is that is a huge amount to give up. That's a huge, we're not talking a million or two, we're talking a potential $6 million gap. That's a huge amount but to huge, say, huge in I'll give eyes? it up to, uh, to go to the Vikings. Huge in your eyes, huge in the eyes of the Players Association, 
huge in the fact that it's a that's a big 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 gap. So Bill, so, but here's where I disagree again. So Bill tweets into the show: six million dollars is a massive amount of money. So he agrees with you. Thirty million versus twenty-four million is the same as sixty-two thousand versus fifty thousand in normal money terms. No, it's not. No, it's not. If you if if someone makes fifty thousand dollars and gets a raise to sixty-two thousand dollars, that's like an extra vacation. That's that's a lot of money if you make fifty thousand dollars. That's several thousand dollars. If you make fifty thousand dollars and get to sixty-two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that might be a lifestyle change for you. That might be a new apartment for you. It might be it might be. Uh, getting ready your beater car and upgrading to something uh, that's a little bit more new and has better safety features, right? If you already make $24 million and the jump to $30 million is... You want 30. Like, the only thing you're doing is adding another mansion on a beach, like your but fourth that home. That might be important to you. Okay, but then... You might like but that. But if that's more important Do to you, you like than, than winning... Do you like that? You like that <laughs> you mansion? You like that! You like that! So he, here's another thing to consider. Here are the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's Jimmy Garoppolo just signed, so let's give them a chance to to see what they look like. But uh, of guys who've already signed contracts in the last couple of years, you tell me if there's a theme here. Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Andrew Luck, uh, Alex Smith, and Joe Flacco, and Drew Brees is is in there too. Okay, here's the theme. Most of these guys, if not all of them, Raiders, Lions, Colts. Uh, well, well, the Colts is weird because Redskins. Luck, Luck's been hurt. But it, but it's not weird because even when Luck was healthy and making a lot of money, but they couldn't build out the okay. rest of their roster. Okay, but the point, the point is, you get the relationship with the team to start uh, to start <laughs> potentially deferring some of your salary and, and or taking less when the relationship has been established, not on the day that you sign. But by the time on gets, the day you sign, you take as much as you can possibly get. I don't. I don't. But I'm saying that a lot of people I'll take twenty four million and win. And Jim was right. Ego plays a big role here, and if the New York Jets give you $30 million per season and guarantee a lot of that and say, come play for us in New York and win, are you going to say, yeah, your organization sucks, or are you going to say, you know what, I'm the guy to turn this around. I'm well, Joe then, Namath. Then you're delusional. Well, so, I mean, welcome not you, to the, Kirk Cousins. Welcome to the world of professional athletes, <laughs> a lot of whom are completely delusional. Let's go to a voice of reason here. Randy in Cottage Grove, welcome to the show. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, this is Randy. Randy, yeah, you're on the Mackie and Judd oh, show, Randy. Okay, this I, is the big spotlight. Yeah, well, I I I understand how radio works. Okay, listen. Uh, number one thing, um, first off, people are overlooking a couple things here. Number one, first, let's just talk football. Okay, uh, if 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 Cuz wants the best fit, and then that's his nickname, uh, he'll come here because this is the best fit. Uh, but if we don't get him, we're going to be just fine, okay? Because it's the system here, okay? A lot of guys can thrive in this system. A lot of guys. So the, I ain't worried about the Vikes. But let, let's just uh, get into contract negotiation, okay? There's something I don't know. Maybe you guys haven't done a whole lot of it, okay? But clearly, you're not you're not thinking about it from a, from a creative lens, okay? It ain't just 24 versus 30. And by the way, you can do a lot of stuff with $6 million bucks, Jeff, okay? A lot of stuff. And yeah. it can be legal or it can be illicit, as they say, but you can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. But beyond that, okay, when you're negotiating a contract, it ain't just the cash, okay? You're talking about things like vacation days, okay? At my current job, I negotiated for, I used to have five vacation days, okay? And when it came time to renegotiate, I said, uh-uh, this year, Randy wants seven, okay? And I they, we settled at six. I got six vacation days, okay? That's a little bit of a bonus, a little bit of a little bit of an incentive, as they say. Hmm. So maybe Kirk Cousins come here. You know, we're going to give you 24, maybe juice it up to 25, 26, but the Vikings might be able to offer a couple extra vacation days, okay? Or might be able to say, hey, Kirk, I bet you'd like to get into some new eyewear at a good price. We can add a vision plan, okay? So you don't just get medical, you don't just get dental, but you've now got vision. Maybe he'd like to do the uh, Invisalign on his teeth. My current plan at my work also covers that. I'm not going to do it because I'm not vain, as they say, but these are the kind of things that the Vikings should consider to really get creative with this contract and say, we're about a lot more than money here, bud, okay? We're about building you a package of incentives that really sweeten the deal and make this a really attractive landing spot. School. You like that? You like that? <laughs> you know, I, I like where Randy's going there. I, th- I think I would even include maybe maybe if the Vikings would... Instead of matching up to four percent of each paycheck for his four hundred one k, maybe yeah. Kirk Cousins can negotiate that fifth percent. 
maybe up to 6%. Some companies do 6% for didn't, the first year. Didn't even think of all those things. Shame on us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You like that? You like that? Aaron, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Yeah, hey, um, I was just calling because I, um, I kind of am leaning more towards uh, Mackie here on this one. Um, I think that... You're saying you don't need $30 million to feed your kids and uh, live your lifestyle? 24 might suffice? Not. No, right, right. I think, um, and granted, I'm, I've never made that much money and probably never will. Um, but I just think um, for a guy that has came out and said multiple times winning is his top priority, um, I don't, and, and even if he does have some sort of an ego like Judd's been saying or the you know, couple, past couple callers have said, um, he can be the guy here for the Vikings just like he would be for the Jets. I mean, the, we've never won a Super Bowl. We, we've had great quarterbacks. I mean, few, but France Harkinson never won a Super Bowl. So Kirk has the chance to come here and really be the face of the franchise for a long time to come. And I think that the surrounding roster and the team that he's got here uh, by far outweighs any other team that, that would be putting in any offers for him. So, I don't know. I think if I'm if I'm cousins, um, I'm definitely going with a little bit less money, and I and I think that the Vikes will probably offer a little bit more than 24. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think he would be kind of idiotic to to not come here. That's just my opinion. Aaron, thanks for the phone call. I think the difference here is this: what it, it's going to end up um, in the difference in offers if it's. Two or three million dollars, which is still a lot. I think there's a much better chance that he says, if, if it's two, he says, okay, that's a gap of a bit, but I have a really good chance to win with, with the Vikings. The Jets might offer an opportunity down the road, but they certainly don't offer as good of opportunity immediately. I think if it gets to be five or more, that's the issue. So, and to me, and I, and that's I'm what we're even, talking about in my mind. I'm not disagreeing that like an agent. Or even cousins would would balk at a five or six million dollar difference. I just think that's funny because you're making so much absurd money, especially even you know, you're making more money double than a lot of the highest paid players at other positions, even at 24. It, the the supply and demand of playing that position is so out of whack because there's only about 15 or 20 trustworthy guys in the world, and Kirk Cousins is one of them, mm-hmm. that you can even demand that much more than other positions. So uh, there's another, I, I think. The caller Aaron there, uh, he got to something regarding the Vikings' potential pitch that we can circle back on here. But let's take a Al's phone call. Al's been on hold. You're on Mackie and Judd, Al. Hey, it's Big Al from Payroll and HR. What's going on, man? Pay cut this year. You're gonna get a pay cut. Yeah. Well, you know what? If uh, I think I think I can still feed my kids if it were a pay cut from 30 million to 24 million. By the way, I agree with you there, but. You know, my point is, and I kind of agree with this Randy guy after he put me to sleep, but I think he takes – it's it's not the contract. It's the guaranteed money. And now how much differences are going to be in guaranteed versus Vikings and the Jets or anybody else? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Here's about, you know, it would be a 20-year contract. Well, but um, there's more money to be made in New York. All the commercials, all the national media, he's the big fish in the big sea versus the little fish, you know, big fish in the – Small pond in Minnesota. Your condo also costs a lot more. And you, Al, thanks for the phone call. Your condo Al's costs right, a lot though. more in New York. Uh, I don't. I don't know if in today's age, if you're going to make a lot more money in New York peripherally. I think if you're an NFL quarterback, you're a national in some cases no, international presence. But I, I think there's sales. Uh, there's sales pitches from both teams, and the Viking sale pitch is essentially come here. We've got a, a really good defense, a 13 win team, and we expect to contend for a Super Bowl. The Jets is going to be. We're getting better, and you've got a chance to come here and be a hero in this town, which would be a big deal. That that would be that would be a, a nice sales pitch to say if you come here and you're successful. Guess what? You are a star quarterback on the Jets, and God knows we've been looking for one for a long time. I think there's more to the Vikings sales pitch that we should get into uh, when we come back, and also. How many quarterbacks are are truly better than Kirk Cousins? What would the Vikings be signing up for if and and there's by the way the reason why we're still on this is because now Adam Schefter reported this morning or at least speculated that yes the Vikings are going to have a lot of interest in Kirk Cousins so they're definitely gearing up for something here in the next two weeks. Mackie and Judd from the TCL broadcast. Mackie and Judd now continue. No way, you can't just stroll up and be welcomed back by everyone. Hey, welcome back on fifteen hundred ESPN. 
Kick off your running season with 1500 ESPN at Twin Cities in Motion's Hot Dash 5K and 10 Miles Saturday, March 24th. Bring your lumberjack best to this Minnesota-themed event. It features a top 10 U.S. post-race beer garden, live DJ, photo booth, activities for all ages. Plus, of course, you've got the hot dish and beer from Summit Brewing Company. Registration is now open. All runners will receive a Storm Creek Long Sleeve Quarter Zip technical pullover. All the details can be found at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. You like that? You like that? Uh, we see all your feedback tweeting at us. At Phil Mackey, at 1500ESPN. Judd. People are debating income tax. This is awesome. Cost of living, New York versus Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. Um, so, and actually, Chad just tweeted in, Chad, you're stealing my thunder. This was the point that I was going to make, too. So, uh, we're in lockstep on the Viking sales pitch. So, Kirk, you know, the, the Jets pitch is obvious. We can offer you a ton of money, and, you know, we haven't really, we won a Super Bowl, but it was back in the 1960s, and this has been a giant's town for. Decades. This has been a Giants town for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. We can make it a Jets town with you, Kirk. Right. And we're going to pay you to make it a Jets town, and we're going to turn this thing around, and we're going to so we're going to sign you, and then use our high draft picks on other players and positions to fill out the rest of this roster. And and this is New York, and you're going to be now that Eli is going to retire, you're going to be the figurehead in New York. This is yours, baby. You'll be the face of football in this town. To which, if I'm Rick Spielman, I come back and say this: maybe, maybe we're not going to offer you. Th- we're not going to go gangbusters and give you thirty million, but we're gonna we're gonna give you a lot of money, and maybe it's 26, 25, 26, 27 million. But we're gonna give you a lot of money, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna give you as much money. So the Jets check that box. Here's what else we give you: a chance to take one of the most storied franchises without a championship in the major, the four major team sports in this country. If you start to rank out best winning percentages and most playoff appearances, but most heartache and trophy case empty at the top, the Vikings are one of those teams. Mm-hmm. The Vikings might be the team in the NFL. So you get to, you get to take this tortured fan base that's lacked a franchise quarterback, and you're going to be a bleeping hero. If you can put a Super Bowl trophy on the mantle, there will be statues of you anywhere you want. So that's sales pitch number one. You're going to make a lot of money. Maybe not as much money as you're going to make with the Jets, but it's going to be crazy money. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be a hero that completes the job that Fran Tarkenton couldn't complete, that Dante Culpepper got injured before he could complete, Brett Favre, Warren Moon. You have a chance to complete this job. Also, we know you're a Midwest guy. You grew up in Illinois, Barrington, Illinois. You grew up, you went to high school in Michigan, so you grew up watching NFC North, NFC Central Division football in the 90s and early 2000s. You watched the Bears, you watched the Lions, you probably watched a lot of Vikings and Packers games. You went to Michigan State, you're a blue-collar football guy, cold-weather football guy, even though you're going to play in a dome. You're more of a Midwest guy than a New York guy. Let's face it. Let's bring you back to your roots, pay you a bunch of money, and you can be the hero. That's the sales pitch. The most important, and it's a pretty appealing one if you're the Vikings. The most important part of your sales pitch uh, was at the beginning when you said we will get up to $27 million. That's the most important one because now you're within three, potentially two, of the Jets. Uh, and actually, what I my my sales pitch, if I'm Spielman, involves um, involves the stadium itself, and, and it involves this. If you come here, I, I looked this up yesterday, I believe you'd be playing in the 2018 season and nine games indoors. That's the sales pitch. As far as as we can, for all of our home games and, and for the game at Detroit, we control your environment. You have nine regular season games. Now, you know, if you play in Green Bay in, in December, we can't control that. But we're going to give you, if you play in, in New York, you get into November and December, it can get dicey. We will control your environment in indoors for nine games, eight of which are played in our stadium, which is great. We've got a new place, you know, where, where you can practice, which is going to be fantastic. So I think my sales pitch involves nine games. You play a position that can certainly uh, be adversely affected by the weather. You don't have to worry about it for those. That's pretty attractive. It is. Um, I think all those things are attractive. So add, add those things to the list as well. People are tweeting in here. Devin says, uh, what do you think about ownership being important to Kirk Cousins? Ownership should be important to any player in any sport. How stable is the organization? How good or bad are the owners at hiring and firing people, right? Uh, Woody Johnson, he tweets in, and Dan Snyder haven't had the best track records, 
Does Kirk Cousins look at the Jets similar to the Redskins? Dysfunction. Uh, the Wolves have a good reputation. The Wolves as owners, there's been a lot of peripheral stuff where Adrian Peterson gets arrested over here, where they have the love boat over there, and you know they've they're a little bit. I think players odd like it. in some I think, ways. I think players yes, like them though. As far as just. Being willing to open up the checkbook and playing for or them, make I think a big move. Good. Yes, uh, Devin continues, and I agree with this stuff. He's an Illinois guy, Big Ten player. From what I know, he's a family man who probably cares more about schools and home life. He doesn't strike you as a glitz and glam type of a guy that needs the bright spotlight. I think he wants to win. He wants to make fair money because you're right. This is your one shot on the open market. It rarely happens that a quarterback who's above average even hits the open market. So you're going to want to make a lot of money. But I think he wants to win too. If you're 25 years old, maybe you care more about the money because sure. you're going to have another chance to make more money when you're 30. Oh, there's sales points this here is for his, sure. Yeah. This is his big contract and his big on. chance to win. Yes. Yeah, no, there there are a definite a, a sales points here. If you're the Vikings, that you can appeal to him. My, my only point is I think the most important one is that you begin to bridge that gap. And that you say, okay, if the Jets are going to gear, if the Jets are going to pay you thirty mil a season, we'll go to twenty-seven. We, we won't go as high as the Jets, but we're going to get it close enough to make it worth your while to give this a lot of consideration. And I think if you do that, you're fine. But yeah, there's a there's the 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 new practice facility that the Vikings have is going to be very attractive to, to show teams. I mean, this is a this is a franchise that when Tice was here, I've told you this before, when they brought free agents in. When Ticey was here, they used to go get them drunk first and then be like, okay, now we're going to go look at Winter Park. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is fantastic because they, it was so embarrassing. I mean, that, that's back when shrub shrubbery was growing by the backfields there. They had a defensive back watch who got scratched up because he tried to break up a pass and went flying into the woods and hit a tree stump. <laughs> so, I mean, now you've got the state-of-the-art facility. You've got a great stadium. So if you're the Vikings... The sales pitch is not going to be difficult. The only thing that you're going to have to do is, I think, get at least close enough financially to make it worth a guy like Cousins while. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's call an audible here on the hot sheet. We were going to do our Minnesota sports prop bets and overs and unders. Let's do that tomorrow. Let's stay on the reckless quarterback speculation uh, path here. And if people want to chime in, 651-646-8255, would you take less money to play for the Vikings or more money to play for the Jets, if those were your options. If it's a few million dollars, maybe five, six million dollars difference, what would you do? And what would they really be signing up for, the Vikings and Kirk Cousins? Would he be the sixth best guy? That How many definitively better quarterbacks are there in the NFL? Mackie and Judd. You like that? You like that? Reckless speculation. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.